The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom. But I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome to your show, Mom. Channel Mom really is here for moms like you, even when much of the media is not. And today's show, super excited for today's show. I think I often say that, but I'm being really honest today. (laughs) Because one of my favorite people uh, to ever be on the show is in the house today. And uh, she's got a few surprises and a confession and one or two, she's giving me the big eyes probably about the confession. Like, what am I confessing? But she is. One or two huge pieces of parenting information and advice. So I know that you're going to want to stay tuned for the takeaways at the end of the show. And I also have an event to tell you about. We do have Mandy Arioto in the house today from Mops International. And uh, she's the one that's going to be sharing all this with you. Before I get to her, very quick note. I was in Narnia last night. I'm not kidding. My husband and I went to Leadville, Colorado to watch my son play varsity basketball for my husband's and my son's school. Uh, My husband, my husband doesn't go to high school. I'm not some kind of weirdo. Uh, He's the principal at Platte Canyon High School. So they were playing in Leadville and my goodness what those people are going through. Like 20 foot banks of snow. It's crazy. It's like, it's unusual or is it always like, I asked them and they said, oh, we haven't had this for a couple of years. But still, they can't see out of their windows. It's, yeah, bizarre. That was Narnia. Okay, with no further ado, we'd love to play uh, our little intro to our segment with Mops. Welcome to Mops on Channel Mom. We're an organization that brings moms together. As a tribe of women raising the next generation, we desperately need each other. That's why Mops connects moms all over the world to a community of women who meet together to laugh, cry, and embrace the journey of motherhood. You belong here. Hi, I'm Mandy Arioto, president of Mops International, here to welcome you to Mops on Channel Mom. Yay! So the person in the intro is actually in the studio. <laughs> that felt really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. And yes, of course, you are the president and CEO of Mops International. You're also the author of a book called Starry-Eyed, Seeing Grace and the Unfolding Constellation of Life and Motherhood. Uh, you do a lot with your life. You're on working on another book. You're also the mother of three and the wife of one. And you're constantly flying around the country and doing all kinds of things. I'm sure you're semi-overwhelmed, but... I know you work hard at it. I want to remind people that Mops International is what you said. It's an international support network of women who share the common bond of preschool age children. But you're kind of beginning to expand that a little. And that's why when you come on the show, we talk about all mamas. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Of all ages. Okay. Let's get right into it. Okay. Let's do it. You have a story, a big, hairy, scary story of something that happened to your daughter in school. Mm. And you felt called to share this with other mamas so that they could teach their kids, boy or girl, 
how to stand up for themselves. And so so this is going to touch on the bullying issue. And we're going to kind of go deep on the bullying issue because there are two sides that we want to talk about. But so tell us the story about what happened to your precious Ellie. Yeah, so I have three kiddos. And as you guys know, every single kid is different. And Ellie is my kiddo who wants to make everyone happy. She wants to people please. She doesn't want to do anything wrong. She's never in trouble. So she comes home from school a couple weeks ago on a Friday and she's like, Mom, I got detention. And at this point, I'm like shocked because this is not who Ellie is. And I'm like, baby, what happened? She's like, there's a boy in my class. She's in sixth grade, just for context. She's in sixth grade. She says, there's a boy in my class who is accusing me of having sex with another boy at school. And then he took my pencil and broke it, at which point she used a profanity to stand up for herself. And the teacher heard it and gave Ellie detention. And at this point, Ellie's bawling as she's telling me what's going on. And I was like, oh, how are we going to handle this? Because this is a child who never stands up for herself. So the very fact that she decided she was going to stand up for herself yeah. is a huge, yeah. huge deal. Yeah. So I had a, a choice to make. How was I going to handle this? Yeah. So what I did was I went into school on Monday and I said, there is not a chance that Ellie's going to go to detention. And so I need to have a conversation with you know, the teacher about how this is playing out. So we had an open conversation. I said, help me. I understand what happened. I had a very clear understanding of what happened from what Elle told me. And I really had to advocate for her that she wasn't going to detention. And the the reason I did that was because I felt like when she stands up for herself, when she's getting physically and verbally attacked by another boy in class, that that is exactly how I want her to respond. I want her to stand up for herself and use a profanity if that's what she has to do. Sure. So it was a moment where I really had to analyze how, you know, teachers are the people who need parental backing the most. And so I had to kind of go against that gut check of she needs my support too. I need to go to war for my kiddo to help her stand up for herself when the situation arises. So how did you balance that though? Because it wasn't and, and I'm not, yeah. you know that I adore you, but yeah. I, I, it was kind of you standing up for Ellie instead of Ellie standing up for herself at that point. Mm-hmm. So how did you balance like that? Like mom's not always going to do this. How did, how did you do that? Yeah. So if it, and I think it depends on your kiddo, right? So she's my kiddo who, this was a huge act of her standing up for herself. And okay. so I felt fine swooping in and saying, to I'm advocating for you. Uh-huh. And I'm like acknowledging, I like this in you. I like seeing you stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Other, uh, some of my other kiddos that maybe wouldn't be the case they could handle it on their own so I think it's really an individual basis but yeah. I knew in this moment I had to tell Al look her in the eye and say I'm so proud of you for using your voice to stand up for yourself that's a tough one I, because my husband's a high school principal mm-hmm. and he's super consistent mm-hmm. he and his dean are very consistent so when a parent comes in and says my kid is a good child they don't deserve to have detention or ISS or whatever it is my husband is almost completely non-negotiable because he says we always have to hold the line because we have to be consistent or people will think they can talk us out totally of stuff. Totally makes sense, yeah. Now, I, I think he would probably confess that if he ends up hearing both sides of the story, sometimes the punishments can change. If he ends up, and it sounds like you went in to tell the other side of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I'll confess to you, I'm not even sure my husband wants me to admit this on the radio, is that he will <laughs> he will give a kid detention for hitting another kid but at the same time say, you know what, it was really good that you hit that kid. But because he wants kids to defend themselves and, and to not become victims. And and so he was like, yeah, you can't do that. So I got to give you detention. But it's probably good that you hit them. because I love that. It's acknowledging <laughs> both sides, right? It's, a, it's saying, please stand up for yourself. And there's repercussions when you do. Yeah. So I, 
I applaud that. I think that's a really holistic way of handling it. It is. And my husband, when my son was young, would say to him, look, if anybody hits you, I want you to hit him back. And I said, Mike, is that really what we want to do? You know, Jesus turns the other cheek and all that. It's like, look, I, I want to set him up not to become a victim for the rest of his mm-hmm. life. So the first time he hits somebody back, he's never going to get hit again. Mm-hmm. So it is, again, I hope my husband's not mad at me for saying this, <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to go to the bullying thing. Um, so... She got bullied. Mm-hmm. You stood up. Did the school change, by the way? Did they change? The- they did. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for you, girl. Mm-hmm. You can come advocate for my kids anytime. <laughs> um, to my hus- husband, the principal. Yeah. Um, I, I, I see bullying from both sides. I was actually bullied as a kid when I thought about it. Because I used to be so anti, let's not overemphasize or over-exaggerate bullying. But one day I thought, you know what? You used to get bullied, Jenny. Which I did from a mean girl for a couple of years. And I just had to deal with it. Um, but it learned, it taught me some things. It learned me some things. Um, but, but I was looking up statistics so that you and I could have a conversation okay. about this. And there's definitely, and my husband has said, this also happens in his high school where a child will get in trouble. The child will admit what they did. And then the parent will say, Oh, hold on a second. I think my child was bullied. Mm. And the child will say, no, I wasn't mom or dad. And, and the mom and dad will use that as an excuse, even when they're not bullied and say, Oh no, I'm sure they're getting bullied. So we make victims out of our kids when maybe we shouldn't be. So I went to one bullying website, and it said that four out of ten children are dropping out of high school due to bullying. That is insane. Okay, that's just wrong. Yeah. There's no way 40% of children are dropping out of school. They also said 77% of children are bullied. And I thought, okay, that seems like an exaggeration too. So how do we draw the line? Because certainly bullying is is not a good thing, and it, and we need to stand up. We need to teach our kids to stand up. We need to stand up against it. But how do we not turn our kids into victim by saying every time they get in trouble, you must be being bullied? Mm-hmm. I think there's like, it, it, I don't know if it's true for you, if you found this with your kiddos, but I find my kiddos are like hyper aware. Like there's so much conversation at school about bullying yes. that they are like any little inclination <laughs> right. that there might be bullying going on. It's like, oh, that's immediately bullying. Or yeah. there's there. So, so how do you feel about that? Are we overdoing it? I do. I think we are overdoing it because I think there is so much inner fortitude that comes from being able to use your own voice and to say, you can say something hurtful to me, but I know who I am and I can use my voice too. Yes. And um, that's why I championed Elle in this situation is because she needed to use her voice uh-huh. against what, whatever was the horrible going on. rumor that wasn't true exactly exactly but i do think the greatest gift we give to our kiddos is to is to be able to stand up to bullies and to not be crushed by it yeah. and not to say this is the end of it and so i'm going to advocate any single time you feel like you're getting bullied because you need to be rescued yeah. i think when we help our kids know like you don't need to be rescued from a bully you can stand up for yourself that is a huge gift that we give to them that they will use for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Because we don't want to set up a victim culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Bible warns us to, to, to bless when we're cursed and, and, to, and when we're persecuted to, to stand but not go to self-pity. I mean, I mean, there are all these, these principles that it's like, look, you know what? Don't turn yourself into the victim. Yes, there is bullying. And it's sad. And sometimes people really, the weakest among us, do need to be rescued. Mm-hmm. But we're, we also need to teach our kids to stand up to it and to not over... Um, See it. Totally. (laughs) To not see it in every word somebody speaks that they're being. One thing I pray over my kids every morning when I drop them off at the bus is please help them to be leaders. And when they see someone who is being, to stand up when they need to. And I think when we keep speaking those words over our kids and convincing them, you have power in this. Like you can stand up for people who are getting bullied or mean words are spoken over them. 
it changes the way they think and suddenly they become a lot more powerful. Yeah. And they're not victims, yep. which is, yeah, super important. Okay. We're going to be back with Mandy Ariotto, of course, the president of Mops and also the author of the book Starry Eyed. I asked Mandy to talk about a couple of other subjects. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to bring in the social media thing, which we often do as mothers, but but from, from toddlers to teens and, and how we handle this, she, she has at least three good tips for you uh, that you may be surprised by that are going to help you. And also kind of some over pressure to do so much as mothers and as people in this culture. And, and what do we do about it? So stay tuned for the rest of Channel Mom and enjoy this song. I'm going to tell you why we played it when we come back from the break. This is Jenny from Channel Mom, and if you're a mom, I know that you give your all for your kids, but sometimes it feels like no one even notices what you do. That's why we aim to give back to moms like you through Channel Mom outreach, coffees, and awards. First, our outreach helps moms with marital struggles, parenting issues, depression, and more with help from our amazing partners like Mops and Love and Respect. We also love to reward moms with our One Amazing Mom Award and a grant for single homeless moms. So go to ChannelMom.com to connect with our outreach or simply attend one of our Channel Mom coffees for inspiration and encouragement. Finally, I'd like to hear from all the moms out there. I'd love to hear your mom's story, what you need in your life, your advice, or what you'd like to hear on Channel Mom Radio. Reach out to us at Channel Mom, one word, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And please come support us in our mission to love, coach, and encourage moms. You can come to ChannelMom.com and push the donate button and help us to continue ministering to moms. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom with one of my favorite people today who's got great advice for moms. So you've got some takeaway tips coming your way. But first, we love to applaud moms for all that they do to raise their children well. your mom applause of the day if you feel underappreciated and overwhelmed please know that that applause is for you i literally applaud you love it yeah yeah and i even tell moms to stand up and take a bow sometimes when they're vacuuming or whatever yeah it's true it's so true okay so mandy is back mandy's the president of course of mops international who's expanding and serving more and more moms as they grow Uh, also the author of the book starry-eyed um she and i decided we're going to talk about this thing that she's a little obsessed with she's got a, a creative idea creative term for it so tell us what you want to tell moms to reassure them about this term that you have. Yeah. So the term is idolatry of magnitude. Okay. And it's this idea that we think that if we're not doing something huge and changing the world, that we're not doing something significant. Yeah. So I travel the country over the course of a year and talk with thousands of women, and they tell me two things without fail. The first is that they are exhausted because they're doing so much, and the second is that they don't feel like they're doing enough with their lives, which is crazy making if you really think about it, that we are a generation of women who are doing so much and yet we feel like we're doing nothing with our lives. Okay, but admit to me, you've felt those exact same two things. A hundred percent. So have I. Almost every day. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm doing so much. I'm not doing enough. Totally. Like everything. And I cry about it even. Totally. I asked my grandma if she ever felt that way. And she's like, no, absolutely not. So I think it's, and it might just be her, oh. but I, I wonder if it's a unique nuance that's happening with our generation of women who are raising kids together right now. Well, and that's why, actually, that's why we created Mops, or Mops. I created Mops, did you know? <laughs> now that we created Channel Mom, because uh, I was concerned that, that in, in the midst of thinking they weren't doing enough, mm-hmm. that they didn't understand that mothering was enough. Yes. And now, even if you have a job outside of the home, but the, that, that, you know, so I don't condemn that at all, but that your mothering does make you significant. You're raising the next generation girlfriends. Yes. And, and that is hugely significant. So, yeah. So bring it. Tell me more about idolatry of magnitude. Well, I think, right, we have social media. We have all these images of people doing amazing things like starting nonprofits or growing their own organic vegetable garden or doing like crazy yoga poses. And so we think if we're not the best at all of those things, that we are not good in any way whatsoever. Uh And so it really, for me, is regaining a sense of that there is sacredness in the small things in life. There is sacredness in kissing your kiddo on their forehead. There is sacredness in a beautiful cup of coffee in the morning. And it is in the small moments of life where really the most significant things happen. And so I just am a huge proponent of regaining this sense of we don't have to change the world. We just have to change our own world. And that is waking our kiddos up in the morning. It's cooking a beautiful dinner. It's... You know, just all those little moments that are really so significant. Yeah. That's why I like be still and know that I am God. Yes. Because you just back away. Like I I have something which we don't do often enough that I call carpet time where I just tell my kids and they're teenagers now, 18 and 14, come lie on the carpet with me Mm. or we'll just go lie in somebody's bed altogether. Both my kids are snugglers. Thank Mm God. Um, Just to lie and appreciate the beauty of being a mama to precious children. Yep. End of story. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Well, and you, you love to capture wonder in things. Okay, so let's talk about, I, I do think this is an epidemic among women, that they feel like they're exhausted and overwhelmed. Uh, can I get an amen? Because yes, I feel that way. And that they, they don't feel like they're doing enough, even though they're exhausted and overwhelmed. So I think social media plays into this, because now we've got this constant comparison chart mm-hmm. by looking at Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter and all the other yep. stuff. So we feel like we're not measuring up to our girlfriend from high school, our girlfriend from college, our mom down the street, whatever it is. And we're all comparing. And meanwhile, we don't know that we're all falling apart inside where we're posting those perfect pictures. Totally. So, totally. so let's talk about the digital world and, and how you want moms to translate that for themselves and for their kids. Well, a friend of mine describes the social media space right now for moms as um, an idolatry of beauty culture. And so there's these beautiful photos and beautiful meals and beautiful clothes and beautiful people. Beautiful vacations. Beautiful vacations. Yeah. All the beautiful parts of life. And really, in my opinion, the beautiful parts of life are the messy parts. That's where like the real, real things happen. There's a lot of fake going on there as well. Yeah. Yeah, and there's very little satisfaction in fake and beautiful, in my opinion. Yeah, right. So the people's homes that I feel most comfortable at are the ones that are messy and, like, have dog hair on the couch. And, like, you feel like you can take off your shoes and you don't have to, like, be perfect. Yeah. And so what does that say? Like, we're striving to have amazing homes and yet people don't feel welcome in them. And so there's real dissonance, I feel like, in the false culture that's created on social media versus 
the real true culture that we most enjoy. Yeah. So three tips for mamas. And, and, and let me just say, they've now linked social media to depression and anxiety for children, especially if they're overusing it. And I watch my kids, how their mood goes down when they're spending too much time on it. Not only kiddos, but I was with about a thousand moms over the weekend and you would not believe the percentage of women who are saying they're dealing with severe anxiety and depression. And it has, there has to be something that goes hand in hand with social media on there because the rates are epidemic more so than any other generation that's gone before us. I forgot my phone today and I feel free. Because Isn't that so weird? <laughs> yeah. Yay, I forgot my phone. I don't have to look at anything or totally. compare myself to anyone. Or the know? amount of times we get distracted by it. Yeah. So what are your three tips for moms when it comes to social media and, and the internet? I mean, even video games, I, they, they link violent video games to school shootings and all yeah. kinds of other acting mm-hmm. out and violence. So, so it, the, all the digital stuff can be a dangerous zone for your kids. Sometimes I feel kind of asinine giving my own digital and technological advice for moms because I tend to err on a pretty extreme side. Okay. Um, I know there's a lot of moderates out there who are like, we need to teach our kids how to navigate all of this well. And I'm like, our kids are kids for such a short amount of time. Like, yeah. Take it all away. Let them. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at, yeah, right? Yeah. So two weeks ago, I went and I took my kiddos' video games and I was done. And we got rid of them. And do you know what? That kid has been the happiest that I have seen him oh. in years. Okay, so take away the video games, so even I'm for a, a period huge, of time. If you- yeah, like have a sabbatical, right? So yeah. God creates rhythm into our like the the fabric of creation. So what if you took two weeks and said, we're not going to do any video games for two weeks? I guarantee you, your kids' countenance will change. Yeah. They'll be more present. Yeah. My kids are happier when they're not playing video games. They play. There's more laughter in our home. And so what if just we create a regular rhythm where we just give them a break for a little time to be kids and to play and go outside. And, and to interact with other human yes, beings instead yes, of a screen. Okay, that's number one. What's number two? Number two, and this is a pretty common, you know, held a commonly held tip but we have this little box in our home and we put it up on the fridge and from six to eight every night we put all of our electronics in there including me so I'm more present I'm not distracted I'm not getting texts or emails mm-hmm. and it is such a wonderful time where we're just together and nobody's worried about having I to know. return a text plus I'm terrible at texting as it is Everybody me too knows, so yeah, I feel like my IQ goes down like by 90 points. I completely agree. <laughs> completely. Because I just can't. I feel inept. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did too. I like the box idea to ha- put everybody, have everyone put their electronics in a box. Because mm-hmm. we try to abide by, you know, you have to turn them off by eight for the rest of the evening. Or oh, I like with that. Our teenagers. Yeah. Because then they're present with us. Interesting. Um, and you're not worried what they're doing in the middle of the night. Right. Yeah. Right. I like but that. But here's my problem. We don't always abide by it. Yeah. Teenagers are powerful. Yeah. And you go to bed and they pick it back up because up, they sometimes they forget. They're so addicted to it. It's very addictive. That's the other thing we don't talk about in our culture. Oh, I'm 100% addicted to my phone. Yeah. Absolutely. It's very addictive. So last yeah. quick point. Okay. My last point doesn't have to do with technology, but I feel like it is the best piece of advice I've re- received from someone lately. So a mom who has three boys who are in their 20s said, Mandy, the best thing you can do with your kiddos is to ask them for their advice on something once a day. And I've started doing this with my 15-year-old, and it has completely changed our relationship. Suddenly, he feels valued and respected. Or I'll ask my girls, like, what do you think of this outfit? Or what do you think of if I add, you know, this seasoning to this meal? And it has made them feel like they are a part 
of our family in a really unique way. And it has changed my relationship with them in really profound ways. Ah, that, so. that totally ups the ante on teensmanship and which our mm-hmm. kids need to know to help in all kinds. Of, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. How do people find mops? It's not to let it to join a group this year. How do they find oh, mops yeah. and you? Yeah, so MOPS can be found at MOPS.org. We have all the info on there. You can search for a group in your area. Or you can go to MOPS.org and become a member. And we have a magazine that we give out and has all sorts of great mothering advice and heartfelt stories from other moms who will say, oh, my gosh, they totally get it. Yeah. And it's all found at MOPS.org. Yeah, and we love MOPS. MOPS, of course, is a sponsor of Channel Mom. Thank you for being with us. So honored. I just adore you, and you know that. But yes, thank you for being on the show. I don't even know if it's not okay to adore people uh, <laughs> when you love God, too. So maybe I'll I should take, take that down. And, yeah, okay, good. Uh, very quickly, I want to let everybody know I played that song, You Are Loved, because that's going to be the topic of my speech. Basically, breaking through the noise. Three tips to break through, three ways to break through, because we have so much noise in our lives that that prevents us from the good messages and the good things about ourselves. Please uh, join us. If you're hearing this on Saturday, it's already underway. But if you're hearing it on Friday, the Real Women 3 Conference 2017, Saturday, 8.30 a.m., Lakewood uh, Grace Fellowship Church, Grace Fellowship Church of Lakewood, Second Avenue in Lakewood. You can sign up on Eventbrite or through Facebook. You can find us. Uh, Angie Austin's going to be there. Beatrice Bruno, Michelle Ron, former senior Amer- Miss Senior America, um, and also Robbie Iopst. I don't know how to say her last name, but she's going to have some fabulous marriage advice. Really, really cool place for moms to come to have their breakthrough. I, I hope that I hope that you'll join us. Look. <sighs> Every week I come in here and I think, how can I let a mom know today who's struggling and feels unimportant and overwhelmed that she's immensely important to our world? Thank you for what you do. Thank you for committing yourself to raising your babies well. Thank you for loving them well. Thank you for serving as an example to the rest of us of sacrifice and generosity as mothers. God bless you. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, if you want to help us to be able to continue to be on the air and to help moms on the ground in prisons and homeless shelters and all the places that we reach out, we'd be honored if you'd come to channelmom.com and just click the donate button there and become a partner even for $10 a month. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.